Hello and welcome to day 8 of the 12 Days of the Christmas Special Specials, a Massive Attack mini episode. So you changed his titles every I know, episode. you didn't even mention a Christmas carol when you said that. Didn't I? No. I'll start again. Alright, hello and welcome to day 8 of 12 Days of a Christmas Carol Specials, Massive Attack presents. Good enough. Yes. All right. So we are at day eight. As we just said, we have, as we pre-warned you yesterday, we are watching the 1962, that long ago. I think so. 1962 special, a Mr. Magoo's Christmas special, a Christmas carol. Now, Mr. Magoo was a cartoon character voiced by Jim Backus. That's the one. Who was more commonly known as Mr. Thurston Howe III from McGilligan's Island. And the Mr. Magoo character is quite rudimentary sort of animation, like your Rocky and Bullwinkle sort of stuff. A bit better than that, but, you know, not your Hanna-Barbera or Looney Tunes or anything like that. He was around the same era as you know, Roger Ramjets and Rocky and Bullwinkle. I'm not even sure if he was done by the same animation studio. But yeah, so he, he was just... I mean, he was an old man who was blind, basically, or... Short-sighted. Short-sighted. Well, had seeing problems. He, As you would say in these days, he was visually impaired. Yeah, that's the one. That's what I was looking for. Seeing problems. Good one. <laughs> yeah, so he's a... Um, and just the hijinks that came up of him not being able to see too well was essentially the premise of all the cartoons. Now, this, I thought, was going to be that sort of thing. But no, the idea of this one is Mr. Magoo is an actor in a stage production of A Christmas Carol. And the Christmas Carol storyline is the play that they're putting on. And you sort of bookended with typical Mr. Magoo. Magoo stuff. Yeah, really the only Mr. Magoo short-sightedness was in the lead-up of him getting to the theatre. he's driving down the wrong way on a one-way street and things like that. And, but yeah. he has no seeing problems on the stage whatsoever. They don't actually play with that trope of him being nearsighted at all. Maybe he was a bit like Kerry Von Erich for the wrestling fans out there that was maybe. totally wasted until he got through the curtain and wrestled was, and then he was fine. Yeah, maybe. He was so well rehearsed he could do it without seeing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so it, it was strange in that fact that I was expecting, you know, a Mr. Magoo story. Especially after watching The Simpsons the other day when Homer fell asleep on the couch watching Mr. McGrew and they had Mr. Magoo sticking his head in a potbelly stove because you couldn't see that it wasn't a pregnant woman. But, you know, I was expecting that in here, but no, none of that. Yeah, so it was very meta in the fact that it was a play in in a show and it was strange, but yeah, so let's get down to it. So you had Magoo playing the Scrooge character and they pretty much got the dialogue, the key points. Now, there's a lot of dialogue that's used in every version and the key ones you'd expect for a half hour animated show you know they can't go as in depth but they pretty much hit it they did but they did a few things differently obviously the play that they're doing is a musical so there is musical numbers that they have you know the the Cratchits are all sitting around having their Christmas dinner and they sing about raspberry jelly or some rubbish like that but yeah you're right though a lot of the lines they hammer out same as they normally would a few of the other things they do differently there's no Fred character in this no well they don't have time to do everything I suppose yep. so they've cut that whole nephew storyline out and they get the order of the ghosts wrong it's a bit strange yeah because they, they start with the ghost of Christmas present yep. then they jump back to the ghost of Christmas past and then the ghost of Christmas yet to come so I think so far this is the only one that's really played on the order of the ghosts mm-hmm. but to me that was quite strange considering they were so faithful with other bits yeah. with dialogue and things like that remind me what the ghost of Christmas present looked like did uh, they get him right not really they, they kind of got the concept right he's more of an old man in a red dressing gown. Looks like Santa. Yeah, yeah. He's He's holding the torch. He's sitting on his food and presents. 
So yeah, they but got him right. Again, he's wearing red though, not green. Mm. Yeah. So and they got that right, but in wrong order, as you said. And then they had the Ghost of Christmas Past. Now they actually, it's very similar to the one in the Jim Carrey, actually, where they have the glowing halo around the head, like a like a flame. Yeah, but to me, she's more of like a, a young chub sort of thing. But mm. again, and she actually has a flame, like a crown almost, floating above her head as well, mm. which no, nothing else has done that except for the Jim Carrey. And, and I must say, the, the production values of their Broadway show must have been pretty spectacular because he takes her hand and they fly across the rooftops. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's meant to be a Broadway production and everything feels and looks that way, but there are the ghost elements, sort of like, I don't know how that was meant to be done in the Broadway thing, but you're not meant to think about it that way, I understand. Yeah, so that was cool. And then your last... Last one was the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come. Yep, so the Ghost of um, Christmas Yet to Come, again, the, I mean, it's a very simple thing to do. It's just a cloak figure. A very grim reaper looking with, with bony, um, fingers. bony fingers. So, yeah. So, I mean, this is going to be a quick episode, I think, because it's, it's, we all know the story now. Yep. What did they do different? Well, they tw- tweaked the... the <laughs> well, they, they messed with the order. They forgot a character. Mm. But I've got to say, I was entertained thoroughly by this. I wasn't bored at all. Where the, the Looney Tunes one the other day was a bit... I, w- I wanted it to end. I didn't want that with this one. I think what the problem was with Looney Tunes is it was just not enough of the, the source material. Yeah. Whereas this is very accurate to the source material other than the little changes of the order and stuff. And the fact that it was a musical kind of is cool because I can remember being a kid and watching the musical cartoon version. Yeah, I think that was the 1971 animated Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was I liked it, and I don't really know a lot about Mr. Magoo. It's no, one of those things where I've, it's been on Boomerang on Foxtel a few times, and I've just sort of seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah, but from what I remember, he's not a nice guy, so he's probably quite appropriate to play the Scrooge character. Yeah. So yeah, good good on it. It was for me. It was a nice change. Because like it is a pretty heavy story, so seeing it a few times, it, it can get a bit daunting over you. So it was nice to. It was a bit of fun. It was a nice little relax. So I would recommend it. It could easily go into my rotation at Christmas to watch. I reckon. Well, it, it's short enough. Mm. And it's inoffensive enough. Interesting to see, though, that when it came out, it was one of the first animated specials produced for television. Oh. So I think before this, there was only the, like the stop motion Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and, and stuff the like that. So the Rankin-Bass stuff. Yeah, so good on them for making an effort. And I think it is has been released on DVD since for the Magoo fans out there. Yep. I'm sure oh, there are I'm some. sure in America there'd be people who grew up with it in the same way that people love Charlie Brown and the peanut stuff, the Green oh, Pumpkin right. and everything. I don't get it myself, but yeah, Emma Otter. There's, there's people out there who love that. Well, see, after watching Emma Otter last year, I think I probably will dig it up again and watch it this year. Really? Yeah. We, we, we pooed on it last time. I know, but it was still fun, Emma no. I don't know. I don't know if I found anything, possibly maybe the Jim Carrey one we watched the other day, that I would watch again as a yearly tradition. Mm-hmm. But then if we do another one of these next year, I'll be watching 12 new episodes of something else and I probably won't get a chance to yep. watch new Christmas stuff. But anyway. All right. I think it, that's it was, bad enough. Yep. Yeah. So it, it was nice to have a little bit of a, a palate cleanser. Yep. Tomorrow we're going to jump into another adaptation that's kind of not a reenactment of the real story. A deviation. Yes, that's a good one to say. We're going to look at Henry Winkler. In the 1979 telly movie, An American Christmas Carol. Yes. So you've hyped this up. I've never seen this, so it will be a bit of an eye-opener for me. Yeah. But I've rewatched it since, and yes, um, I, I loved it when I saw it originally and have fond... This is the reason I love A Christmas Carol is because of this version. But yes, now going back, I've watched it. It's going to be an interesting conversation. All right. Well, that's where we'll wrap it up tonight. And thank you again, Mitch. No worries. Thank you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. We've been so awful good. 
to the baby And we're not made of wood Or razzleberry gravy